0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Strefford and Chat. I'm your host, Chris. And my name is Max. It's a bit of a tough match yesterday, a tough pill to swallow. Not the result we wanted or needed. Um, we didn't necessarily play too poorly, but there are a lot of things to cover, a lot of um, isolated incidents that we really need to yeah. cover. Um, yeah, I guess we can sort of talk about Um, how we started um, how we set up against PSG at home um, in terms of a strong lineup and I think you know based on how the season has gone that was our best starting 11.
1: Yeah definitely I mean I agree like we came into the game with a with a really strong intent um, which I like to see you know at home at Old Trafford Champions League night um, with you know the opportunity to secure qualification Um, I think Oli put out a really really strong lineup probably our best lineup Um, you know, um, with Cavani up front again, I think, I think he should start every game, um, bearing that he's fit, uh, Marshall on the left, um, and Rashford on the right, Bruno right behind them. And then, uh, pivot of Fred and McTominay, and then our usual back line. I think that that's definitely, definitely our best lineup. And I could see a lot of goals coming from, uh, from that lineup. And also like, the lineup with psg right like you look at both lineups and and you think okay there's there's going to be some some goals in this in this game and i think that honestly we're a little unfortunate not to come away with with anything like i don't think we played bad like you said but at the end of the day if you don't finish your chances and you get a couple unlucky bounces you know this this kind of thing happens
0: yeah I, i usually i'm not a fan of having marcus on the right hand side but in this case, having a striker like Cavani, an experienced striker who makes these great runs and isn't afraid to help out, um, it's it's very beneficial for Marcus to have a teammate like that. And also, I think Ole just really wanted to place his trust in Martial as well. right? I, I mean, even after the match today, he's just going through like a horrible start Man. to the year. But He's been struggling, man. I, I, I would have hoped to see Rashford and Greenwood on the wings, left and right respectively. But we can talk about Marcial later um, when we talk about the second half. Um, apart from the back line um, and De Gea also um, somehow making it to the starting 11, I thought he'd, he'd be out, to be honest. I would have loved to see Henderson get a start. But Ole, yeah, huge De Gea stand. Obviously, he's not going to drop him if he's if he's healthy.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I like it wasn't a big knock that he took on the weekend, and I'm sure he was he was just itching to go. And I think that there's a lot of again the fact that De Gea knows that if he if he sits out a couple of games, then he might lose his place to to Dino. So there's definitely competition there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Gea has been playing really well for us. Super solid, not m- making too many mistakes, and he had a good game again. Um, he made some really important saves throughout the game um and then the goals that did go in you know he couldn't couldn't really do much about those um it happens i mean like the first goal I thought was extremely unlucky um like really really good play from mbappe and and Neymar they kind of just tore through our our midfield of of Fred and McDominay. um and then just mbappe takes a shot and then just a really really unlucky bounce and we're down after like six minutes in the game, which is really tough to come back from.
0: Yeah, you can't really do much about that, especially with a freakish um, bounce off, you know, a bunch of defenders, defenders, and uh, I think um, you know those first ten minutes have just been super, super anxious for United supporters to watch. Like it was, it took a while for United to actually settle down. And we're at home as well, right? Yeah. I think if we had the crowd, it would have made a huge difference. Like, I think we'd have been more fired up. I think there was a lot of pressure coming into it because we still have a lot to lose, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, with the last two matches uh, remaining in the Champions League schedule. Um, and things but sort PSG of. She
1: had more to lose for sure.
0: Yes, but I think the pressure was also on us because we didn't want to bottle a. Uh, it's always honest though it's always honest yeah
1: like every time those players step on the field there's always that um you know intense anticipation and 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 pressure on their shoulders i mean they're playing for the for for the biggest team in the world right so like i'd expect that's every game but again I'd, i'd expect them to cope with that and you're right though it's been kind of a theme like this season the fact that we don't really settle in at the beginning of the game, and it was especially the case in this one. I think that PSG were just giving it giving it to us the first twenty twenty five minutes, um, and Fred and McTominay uh, didn't weren't really clicking together at the beginning. Maybe it's because they haven't played together in a long time, um, but they weren't at their usual selves. It seemed like, which is understandable because McTominay's been out for a while, and they haven't yeah. played together. Let's talk about Fred. That incident.
0: Okay. Are we going to go there? Incident. We'll, we'll we'll do the, the Fred slander pod. The Fred slander pod. Um, <laughs> we'll do more slandering at the end of the podcast. But let's just talk about the red card incident itself. And my God, I, I have no idea how Fred didn't get sent off. Then that was that's a red card, a textbook red card. And it's actually like it's almost as if the referees are making it up on the spot. There's just no other other explanation.
1: I mean just uh, I'm silly, pretty sure like,
0: Pepe Yeah even like uh Nicolas Pepe he had a a similar incident he had a headbutt incident against Leeds right and I think it was even softer than that to be honest with you
1: Yeah no um I I I would be curious to see or hear what the explanation was because you know he's he he, he has VAR and, and he's talking to all the reps in the booth trying to like looking at this replay right and seeing the incident and I'm curious, you know, what made them think, okay, this is just a yellow. So they clearly acknowledged that an incident occurred off the ball, but they deemed that it wasn't a red. So I don't know what the explanation would be there. Um, I agree. That's a straight red. Um, I think it was really, really, really stupid by Fred. And he, he was a lucky, lucky boy to play m- more minutes than he did. Um, and yeah, I... I think that was incredibly selfish from Fred uh, to do that. Like, why would you even? He, I mean, he just lost his head. That's it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, just just why, right? <sighs> Porque, like, it, it's so so selfish. And why use your head? Because using your head, it's an automatic red card offense, in my opinion. Yeah. Why? if why you, do even all if you soccer players
1: them? do that? Why? Why do all players do that? Just why do they go for the head.
0: If you just shove them, that's a yellow card at most, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you shove them.
1: But they what? all use their head. Why? Why? I don't know.
0: What's this, I don't know.
1: What's this fascination with with the headbutt? Is it inspired from Zinedine Zidane? Like, do they all just? Because before that, I don't remember too many headbutts. I guess there there must have been, but
0: this <laughs> is so unacceptable. And we got away one with one. I mean, that could have easily ended the match for us
1: if we were down ten men. Oh yeah, I was so, I was so frustrated and when the ref yeah. gave a yellow card I'm like wow we really we really dodged a bullet here. Um may, maybe we can sort of crack on and and steal something cuz we yeah. did not deserve to be on the pitch. I mean, after the red card,
0: you know, funny enough, the the momentum shifted towards our favor. Um it felt like we after that incident, it kind of felt like we were in de- like we're indestructible. Right. Cuz yeah, and it clearly showed because I think I mean, what I saw was a United squad that was way more, um, you know, I would say they had more intent to attack. Mm -hmm. And it slowly built up to Marcus's goal, albeit very scrappy. Very lucky. Um, Yeah, credit to Tony for sure. I think he was the one that started, cut inside from the left and had a very good shot, forced a save off Kaylor Navas. It was a decent shot. It wasn't a very good shot. But it it was good in the sense that it, it... it forced him to make it safe. Good enough right? to, yeah, good enough to exactly. To save. And Marcus, I mean, yeah, I mean, his effort should be commended, right? You take those any day, despite like, despite you know whatever people say.
1: Marcus, the king, saving children one exactly. year at a time.
0: He's, you could see him just holding his lower back because he's constantly carrying England and Man United on a, on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and and he blesses us with. Another goal in the Champions League, his sixth goal of the Champions League campaign, which makes him the joint top scorer in the Champions League. I'll he's joint
0: top it. scorer with uh, Holland,
1: I would assume. I Maybe think so. Holland? Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Side note: Holland's on fire. He I was, think
1: he's injured. Actually, I think he's out he's for injured.
0: seven games. They said he's for out for a while, but before that, like he's been on fire. Yeah. But, oh, and Maratta also has
1: six. By the way,
0: Maratta? sneaky. Yep. Oh wow, that's uh. Very sneaky, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and, and you know, just moving on, I, I guess like the first half we ended much stronger than we started.
1: And did you did you see the incident between McTominay and Neymar? I didn't know, but I saw a picture of it where he kind of like he went over top of him, kind of like a, um, like a like a, you know, like when you tackle somebody and then you like get up right right and you right, step and you, and you like like Tyron Lu, like like you, you know like. Gets and, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, he stepped backwards and let his nuts hang over uh, Neymar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that so was funny. That's what basically happened. Of course, like if I were Neymar's shoes, Neymar's shoes, I would,
1: oh, I would not have been happy. That's but disrespectful. It is. but Especially you know, Neymar being being <laughs> the drama queen. I'm sure he, he made a fuss about it. Did yeah, he, yeah, but... Did he act out or anything? So
0: he, what happened was um, as Scott stepped over um, Neymar. He was walking backwards. Neymar shoved um, in the crotch area of Scott. Nice. And uh, Scott accidentally stepped on, like, studs right on um, Neymar's ankle. Right.
1: Oh, shit. Okay.
0: And, like, Scott's not a small boy. He's a grown man. He's, like, six foot one or something. More than Probably nine. at least 180, 190. And, and he's, like, 6'3, man. 6'3? I mean, dude, I only... That, that definitely would have hurt Neymar. And I understand his frustration, but Neymar did shove him. I mean, see, that's the kind of aggression that I want for my players, but not to the level of Fred's. Like, Fred, like, Scott is so good at that because he skirts on the line and it, it just barely gets him a yellow. But he, he, like, that's
1: the guy we need. Like, he's uh, he stores the pot. It's a, I would call it calculated intensity and it's exactly, and it's directed in terms of actually playing football. It's not directed in terms of lashing out after a challenge. It's, it's to win a tackle. It's to, you know, um, get to a ball or close down a player. Like he shows aggression when you need to. Um, and I guess Fred today, well, Fred didn't necessarily show aggression. He just made some, I guess, questionable challenges um and like there's there's more talking points with fred and the challenges he made because i feel like that was like a that was a big talking point especially after the game where people took sides they either said that fred was to blame for the game or it was ollie to blame for the game because he didn't take out fred at halftime uh, the answer is both and we'll talk more about that once we get
0: to the end um yeah. moving on to the second half i guess um the starting second half, we started guns a blazing. Um, we easily yeah, yeah. should have been three one up. Poe, the Raheem Sterling miss an open net, just guide it. Um, it's just brutal. He, you, basically, a field goal. You hate to see that. Um, yeah, dude, it's just overthought it. That's just no other. I mean,
1: he's. It just seems like he's lacking confidence. I mean, like we, you know, we've seen him finish those, you know, time and time again. And I, I, I don't know if it was the red card this year that you know, made him miss three games in the Premier League that kind of made him stumble a little bit and get, get off to a slower start or whatever the case may be, but he just hasn't found his scoring touch. And yeah, that's just the confidence isn't there. I don't know. I don't know you why. Know the, yeah, I mean, the
0: abuse that he's getting from our supporters is pretty sickening to me. You know, I'm still uh, Marseille FC, to be honest. Of course. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, people are so fickle, especially after games, you know, again, the reactionary... Uh, nature of things they people like to pick sides, they like to blame people they like to you know and yeah, I agree i mean it's not it's it's not something that we should in, indulge ourselves in I mean marshall's a fantastic player there's no doubt about it super talented it's just right now he's in a bit of a scoring slump, and you can see it he's sort of not confident or not as confident as he was in in front of goal, and that cost us this game for sure he had two like two really good chances right he had the the one where he, you know he skies it over the bar, and then the one where Bruno passes it back, kind of taps it back to Marshall, yeah, and then and then he sort of half volleys it straight to the keeper, straight to Navas. Yeah, um, I mean, can we talk about the Cavani
0: chip though? I, I oh, think yeah. I would have lost my mind if if Cavani actually converted that chance. Like that in itself, even the chip in itself was fantastic. The fact that it was on target, actually it would have be so,
1: it would have been so perfect. And this game was really like. Like, it was anybody's for the taking after the first half, I feel like. And it was really next goal wins. And we just blew our chance. We just didn't convert the chances we had. And we didn't stomp on their necks. You know what I mean? I think, you know, it's kind of interesting
0: that this could have been the Red Bull Leipzig result had they scored in the first half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, was, like,
1: like I said, like yeah. in the podcast um, where we talked about that game, like I said that, you know, this game could have gone either way, like yeah we scored five goals, and it looks like a like an absolute thumping, but um it could have gone either way like it was a really close game, but we ended up scoring one or two, and then they just kind of gave up so it's it's like it's one of it's one of those right like in the Champions League when you're playing these elite teams, the margins are so razor thin, and if anybody makes a mistake or if you don't take your chances, then you're punished and that's exactly what happened here. I think we could have just as easily gone away with a with the three one win in our favor, yeah.
0: And listen, I'm not, I can't be mad. I mean, I am upset, but I can't be mad because we didn't play poorly. It's more about like, yeah, how do we play compared to the result? Because the result doesn't necessarily reflect on how we played as a team, I'd say. No,
1: I agree. I mean, I've I've trashed our, our performances lately in a lot of games. And I don't think that this is a bad performance. I think that we like, played well. I, I take, despite the result, I take
0: this sort of performance over the West Brom match.
1: Oh, percent we won that match. Right, Every this is we, way more promising. Over the um, even the Brighton Hove Albion, that one as well. Yeah, I I take it over that. Like I I want to talk about this later in the
0: podcast, but I just have to make a quick comment saying like we've made strides as a team compared to the last time we played PSG in the Champions League, because mm-hmm. the the match when PSG came over to Old Trafford and you know they dominated us, right before you know that for the second leg like we were clearly outclassed but here it felt like we had a shot like we like we could pull our um like
1: we were in the same weight class it felt oh are you so you're referencing the the second leg against psg last year like not the first leg first leg against psg um oh, okay two seasons ago when when we lost okay
0: yeah yeah, yeah two nil like kapembe and uh Mbappe scoring, yeah, and then yeah. We came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I, I hope so. I hope we made progress from there. Um, I guess, I guess yeah, we definitely made progress. Yeah. I, so, I, I guess if you if you extrapolate a, a bit longer in two seasons, we've we've definitely had some strides. Um, and I like better where we are now as opposed to back then. Um, but also, and maybe this isn't the best thing to do, but I look at, I mean, I look at just last year, the beginning of last year, like the first full year of Oli as our manager. Mm-hmm. and then you know to where we are now and we have to look at that specifically like where are we compared to when all started compared to now is it an improvement because that's that's what that's what all building his case on right and he mentions it in his post-game interviews like he just wants to see his team um improving just he always says it just we're, we're improving i like where we're going and that's what his he's staking his job on do you know what i mean like that's what he's trying to sell to the fans. Yeah. That the team is improving. That we're not where we want to be, but we're getting there. He he definitely
0: has a point though. It is evident. I think we're a much, much better team same time last year, compared to like what we had what we went through last year around yeah. this time.
1: Yeah, but then again, there's those performances against West Brom. And I and I think to myself, like, did we really get anywhere you know what i mean like but but every team has uh, those performances once in a
0: while I, the most important thing was i know but we're having those one points. too many
1: times i feel like right right now so i'm still yeah. like the jury isn't out is all i'm saying um yeah. i still want to you know i see i want to see where we are um halfway through the season yeah yeah i mean basically just to wrap up the the, the match
0: summary like uh marquinhos with a another scrappy goal by psg but i can't say that the, that psg didn't deserve that
1: yeah, yeah i know they i had mean,
0: a he had the crossbar before that and then you know we went um a man down because of fred um when i mean despite getting all ball i don't understand why you even want to try that sort of tackle that first touch was poor from fred
1: yeah but you know what yeah. i want to highlight actually so before that challenge i think in the first yeah, yeah. half at the end um when there was that challenge on um what's his name the is argentinian paradis oh so Sarabia? So I can't remember which one was which. There it is, I think. And yeah. he was the one that got the yellow instead of Fred. Oh, yeah, that could have easily been That could have easily been. Yeah. And I think that should have been a yellow on Fred. Um and, But why is he doing that? He's out of control. I don't know. Yeah. It's and actually like this I know. guy, I mean,
0: despite his fantastic performances early in the year as well. I mean, this this has definitely this is going to leave a stain on his um his track record. Yeah. Because this i think that could cost us from you know us from
1: advancing look i mean bottom line i think that this would have been an exclusive fred slander pod had he gotten the red card initially for that headbutt i think that we would be just tearing him a new one right now in this podcast um but the fact that he didn't get one kind of saved him and then he he got he got a yellow later but he should have gotten another yellow before that is is a little ridiculous, um, but you the, know the man had nine lives. I know, That's yeah, basically it. Yeah, so but you know all, all that to say, PSG they take the win, and then I guess when we're looking at the group, you know, um, it's it's a tight affair, right? I mean, I think I think we're still up on goal differential, but it's it's nine 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 across the board with us, PSG, and RB Leipzig all to play for uh, on the final day. It's safe to assume um psg is going to win against um bashek shahir uh because i mean that would be disastrous if they lost that one but they're gonna probably win that so i mean all to play for again uh against rb Leipzig, and that's gonna be a difficult game away from home and they want revenge after losing five nothing that's for sure i mean leipzig also
0: almost lost apparently i didn't watch the match but they won on a there's a close 90th one. minute yeah 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 so, yeah, I, I think we're going to base my prediction based off the fact that PSG is, is most likely going to win, mm-hmm. right? But this really reminds me of um, the top four race last year against last year and Chelsea, right? But it, we just need to simplify it. We win and we go through. That's the only thing that should matter, right? We could draw and that should be enough, but...
1: The fate, like our fate is in our hands and that's what you want it to be at, yeah. on the last day of the group stage, so it's again, it's all to play for. If we go for the win, then we can win the group, or we tie, and then we don't win the group if PSG wins against uh, Istanbul. And you know, it, it is, it is what it is. I mean, like I, I said to you earlier, um, after we lost this game, when I, when we after we lost this game against PSG, the game that I look back to is that game in Turkey against Istanbul, which yeah. here, which I mean, we just, we just like shot ourselves in, in in the foot losing that game. I mean, that was ours for the taking. Stupid, stupid mistakes. And we just give that away. Give the chance of being, give up the chance of being um, like nine points f- from three games in the group. And just, yeah, it's it's hard to think about, man. But, you know, here we are all to play for on the final final day. So we'll see. Yeah, we really only have ourselves to blame for where we are. And
0: listen, um, despite the fact that Upamecano is going to miss the next match for Leipzig. Oh, is he? Is he injured? Yeah. No, I think it was suspension or something like that. Like a, okay, like in yellow yellow card. Okay. Yeah, in yellows. And despite that, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say Upamecano played that well against us. So maybe it doesn't make too much of a difference. But I guess he, he, he plays the ball a lot from the back line, so it might help. Yeah, but you, know, but you know why I'm confident though about the match. Is because whenever Ole has a match that will decide his career or his job at Man United, he always somehow finds a way. So, do you, do you
1: think that not qualifying for the Champions League um, knockout round? Do you think that 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 would put his job into question? Into question, but he won't get sacked. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that it's just going to be all Whatever, we'll get him next year. because 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 it's a
0: tough group it's a tough group also we we did show that we were able to hang out with the with the big boys of europe and also it's not like we're doing too poorly in the the league either i know yeah like if we're doing well in the league and we're in the Europa league and we don't prioritize it then i'm totally okay with that too right because i care more about the league Just for once, I want a comfortable, solid league campaign where we could somehow challenge for the title, right?
1: (laughs) That's not going to happen this year.
0: (laughs) It's not going to... I mean, dude, the the fact that Liverpool is also struggling and they are losing... They lost their best defender as well. I I mean, Liverpool's struggling, but
1: they're still second.
0: Right, but we if we win our game in hand, we're two points away. It's yeah, like it's obviously uh, too early, but it, again, yeah, it is. I, I do it think is we're slowly getting our, 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 you know, getting it together.
1: Um, I'll say it that, again, it's man. Too early, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's too early. It's too early. The jury is not out yet. I'll I'll, I'll say it again. Um, I, mean, I, I think you mean the you jury's know, still out because they will be judging? I, how is it? Right. Something like that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jury's still out. We don't know yet. It's still early days, it's still a long way to go, but it's encourage I don't even want to say encouraging I don't know because man like we see these inconsistent performances like you know we play really well and then we get a performance again we're going to uh, reference West Brom like and that just sets you back and it it makes you think like did we really improve Um, but again I don't know it's it's a tough one Um, I I just think that we have to be really more consistent in the league and that starts with uh with west ham on the weekend who are actually on a on a good bit of form they've played some tough games and they're they're fifth fifth in the league with five wins already so it's good for david Moyes, i guess yeah did we want to talk more about
0: fred more slander or is no is it all <laughs> out of your system
1: Again, I think that we would have slandered him more had he gone the red initially. yeah um, I mean he didn't have a good game. He had some bad touches, bad passes, and he made questionable um tackles i i don't I don't want to like blame Ollie for keeping him on or whatever. I mean, I think that that's hindsight thinking. um you know, usually when a player gets a yellow at the beginning of the game, they're they're usually fine. Um, I think Fred just makes some really, really reckless tackles, and he just lost his head for a bit. So it was just unfortunate. Hopefully, he bounces back. I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily lose faith in him. Um, but you're right. This definitely puts a, a stain, I guess, on his season. Yeah. Especially even if like
0: if we don't qualify, it it just highlights. I to in my opinion, I think Ole definitely deserves some blame. I mean, I think every United supporter. Would have, would have wanted to see Pogba come on way earlier. I think when Fred got the red card, I think was it early seventies, seventy minutes. Uh, minute, I, I think, think it was
1: mid sixties, something like that.
0: Yeah, that's. I would have put in Pogba around the fifty-fifth or sixtieth minute if he was warming up that early, and it's just. I mean, you can't leave that up to chance, right? Even if. Fred got the ball for his second yellow. You you don't on you don't do that on a yellow card. Okay, especially, so especially yeah, it's like the first touch was poor, and second of all, why are you lunging in? Um, no, I know. I, I
1: yeah, I I I can't defend his 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 tackles. They were they are they are really bad. But the thing with with Pogba coming in, I mean, he hadn't played in. I think two like two weeks or something since the international break. So he wasn't necessarily up to fitness. Would he have been able to play a whole half? I don't know. I think that's why we, I think that's why we brought him on later. Mm. Um if we had I think we had other midfield options like I don't know maybe Matić was on the bench or Matić, Donny or Yeah, I guess I guess Donny could have came on, but again that would have changed our our dynamic a little bit. Um and would have had us vulnerable in the pivot, right? So We're-
0: but as soon as we get the red card, it's over.
1: I know, but like who, we didn't know that we were going to get a red card, right? Like, it's just kind I think of it, hind- the chances in- were pretty good. This, given the
0: way Fred was playing.
1: Sure, you can. Yeah, I mean, again, it's again, like looking back, that's easy to say. Yeah, but in the moment, it's 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 definitely a lot harder. But I think we should move on from from Fred. There's too okay too much what Fred talk. Ollie?
0: What about Ole in general?
1: Ollie, in general, I mean, we touched on it a bit earlier, right? Um, Again, I'm of the belief that he is staking his job right now on the fact that there is tangible evidence of improvement in the team. And again, I'm still undecided if that's true or not. Uh,
0: I I think this is just fully on Ollie. I really do think that. This game is fully on him, you
1: think? Not fully, but I'd say 50-50 with Fred. Sure. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, there's 11 players out there, so it's not 50-50 Fred, Fred and Ali. But of course, yeah. Ali has always, uh, is is always partly to blame if we lose. He's the manager. He's the one fielding the players. Um, so he's always responsible for that. Do you know why I say that, though?
0: It's because I, I think everyone else had a very solid game. You think about, because I know before the match, you were kind of worried about Neymar and Mbappe shredding us to pieces. And I mean, to a certain extent, you were right. And Neymar is a different class. He's a different animal. He played really well yesterday. Oh, yeah. But Mbappe was pretty quiet, in my opinion. And like it was really harsh. I think the result was super harsh on Lindelof and Maguire. Because I thought they played very well. They kept most of their
1: front three pretty quiet. They played well, but Mbappe definitely had his moments where he did tear us to shreds. Him and... like Just think about the first goal, the first five minutes. Him and Neymar literally breezed through our midfield and our defense to create that goal and but then apart from that and I then the third goal well. and then the third goal they were also uh at the heart of uh, that third goal is just i can't i'm not gonna we we're down down yeah. a man and we're, we're tired we're, and all that but yeah um i mean they definitely like you, you like you can't say that they didn't have an impact i think that when we went to uh paris and then and we played them there i think that they were pretty quiet they had their mm-hmm. little chances here and there but i think in this game they were definitely much more of a threat i would say
0: True, but I like to commend the back line. I think they did a pretty good job, yeah, in my the, opinion. Yeah, they did a good yeah, job. Yeah.
1: And Mbappe is the only player that I've seen actually beat Aaron Wan-Bissaka. And I guess I'm I'm referencing the first game when we played in Paris. He actually beat Aaron Wan-Bissaka once to get a shot off. I I, I don't know if you remember or you know what I'm talking about, but I, I went back and saw the highlights and I'm like, this is the only time I've seen Aaron Wan-Bissaka get beat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's not like Mbappe is some average winger either. No, it, exactly. It yeah. speaks
1: to uh, it speaks to how like world class they are cuz you know, we've said multiple times on this podcast the how I mean world class and Bisaka is at defending.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess I can I can complain about the negatives, but there are a lot of positives too, right? I mean, Cavani had another great game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really really
1: encouraged about him.
0: It's it's so infectious just having a guy like him. Mm-hmm. and i i think that that chance that when marcial um skied it, it rashford had a little nice um uh interaction with cavani yeah, a little one two cavani had that a nice little sweet. back heel yeah oh that was so sweet to watch that would have been such a nice goal but to, man, like that's that's like.
1: the link up play that that we missed as a focal point i Martial, i don't think was capable of that of that exactly that that link up play marcial playing at, playing as a 9 um, or as you know as i've seen marcial have good link-up play though more so more so more so in and around the box though i would say right not outside and trying to create from deeper i think cavani is way better at that
0: i agree yeah think are right on that one
1: because when marcial gets the ball like deeper instead of in and around the box he he just does hold like he just does hold up you know and like that's that's not his specialty but yeah anyways
0: can I give a quick shout out to uh to Scott? I he played wonderfully. In the second half, he he was all over Neymar. Dispossessing. He looked a strong guy. This is like he's the perfect like foil for like in, in a, a midfielder like like Bruno, in my opinion. Like he'll do all we the definitely have work.
1: a player. Yeah, we definitely have a player with yeah. like Scott.
0: Like I think Jose knew. Like I credit to him for like <laughs> nurturing him, but like Jose knew.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I I bashed Scott McTominay when he started. I thought when Jose uh, Jose first started introducing him to the starting lineup, I thought he was terrible. But like, it's because you know he was young. He doesn't understand necessarily how the big boys play. But now he's like he's he's improved so quick, and you know credit to him um, for improving because man, he could be a staple. And he has a long way to go. Yeah, if he improves his passing as well, then it's game over for y'all. Which is good, to be fair, as, as well. And I, I just think that he's more confident on the ball now. And he's not so yeah. quick to release it sometimes. And he gets himself out of tricky situations a bit more. Which I think is really, really important for a good midfielder. Yeah, he's the enforcer that we really need, for sure. So we think him him and Bruno in the midfield. And then who is that last player in the three midfield to complement them and take us to the next level? Uh, Matt, 10 years ago. Kante.
0: Kante. I don't think he's leaving Chelsea. Oh, no, I, I no, but by a
1: player him. like that is, I think, what we need.
0: You know, I'm surprised we didn't even go for Thomas Partey if we were looking for a DM. Like, we, I think we definitely need a DM going forward, especially if Matt is just, just getting so much older. I mean, I mean, Fred is usually if, if Fred played like he as he did um, against RB Leipzig, this
1: this match we would
0: have won because Fred was unreal that day. <laughs>
1: He was yep. unreal, but but uh, he didn't in this game. And I know, paid but the that
0: would have been the difference. That would have been, yeah. Anyway, we have an important match coming up against West Ham against David Moyes.
1: Yeah, so we'll I guess we'll uh, close up the the podcast here with a little little preview of uh, of West Ham. I mean, like I said earlier, they're they're doing very well this season. Um, they've had a couple of good results against some strong teams um and they managed to put themselves in fifth position so they're you know definitely um doing very well and they're overachieving to say the least and uh we're we're in for a good game but again this is a game that we should win um and we should go out aggressive again i think uh we we have you know we were lucky with psg a lot of our players were were fit i think most of our players were fit except for uh, Phil Jones. And I think Marcus Rojo is just out of, out of contention. I don't but, even know what Marcus
0: Rojo is doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause he's training, but I don't think, I, I just don't think he's being selected. But anyways, um, so, you know, we, we have a, a big squad to choose from and I don't know if Marcus is going to be ready or not. I think he has a nibble. So we'll see about him, but man, we got to, again, this is another must win. Like we got to get consistency in the league.
0: Yeah, I I think we should rest Marcus if we can and have him rest up for the RB lives game. I think it's a shoulder injury and yeah, I I'm more than happy to start Mason on the right
1: as long as we play a
0: 4231.
1: Yeah, and I think I think uh, Rashford's injury has been it's been bothering him before the PSG game too, I think. Yeah. I think that's been he's been carrying that for a while and he just had to tough through it because this is an important string of games. Um, so I agree. I think wrestling would, would be probably a smart idea. Maybe trying to play Mason instead, um, on the right side. And then Marshall could still be on the left. That would work great. And then, yeah, have Marcus ready for, for, for Leipzig. Yeah. I mean,
0: when is it not an important match? I just feel like we have so many, like, like
1: every match matters at this point. I know, it, it, it's true because you don't want to get off the pace because we've already lost. You, you know why? Because we've already lost three games in the Premier League. Yeah. And losing three games in the Premier League, I mean, last year it would have meant, okay, you can't push for the title. That's it, you're done. So our margin of error in the Premier League has diminished so much now. And I think it's a bit better compared
0: to last year, though. What do you mean? The margin of error is larger this year. Because yeah, because there's, the there's easy, not such a dominant teams. team, sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, City is struggling. Liverpool will be struggling as well. Arsenal is
1: struggling. We don't talk about mid-table teams. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Shout out to uh, Sebi season um, and an Arsenal fan. If you're listening to this, I feel sorry for you, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even think. I don't even get me started on that. It's they're they're saying uh, yeah. they're saying Arteta out. They're angry already. Yeah, He's man. far from the problem. They're so my fickle. Opinion. Their
1: fans are so like wishy washy, man. <laughs> As if we don't do the same for Ollie. But,
0: but to be to be honest, I think there's just it's very similar to us. They're, the the problems lay further than the coaching staff. It's it's way deeper than that. It's the ownership and how transfers are handled. I don't know what it is. They have a good squad. They have they have good players. I like our squad more yeah. than theirs, though. Yeah, hundred percent. But. It's not like they—they they aren't actually a mid-table team on paper.
1: Oh yeah, of course. And I don't
0: know what's going on with Aubameyang. I he's he's struggling quite a bit. He hasn't scored. It's definitely uh, the stuffing a big reason why they're. Fortunate. But I don't understand why you would sign William to a three-year contract, and I don't think he plays that well, to be honest. Play the youngsters, right? And Katia Saka, right? Uh, Maitland Niles, um, Reese nelson they they are good players. Yeah, they're Great. good
1: players. I agree. I mean, I don't know, man. It's something that they, they got to figure out. I mean, this weekend is the London Derby. The Oh, Spurs are going to smash him. North London Derby. So I think they're going to smash him. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal fans are scared about that game. But is Kane injured? I thought I read somewhere that he was going to be he, out. I
0: don't think he played today. I remember Gareth Bale at the start. I didn't see Kane. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened to the result of that match.
1: Anyways, regardless, yeah. it's, it's going to be a really good game. Looking forward yeah, yeah. to watching that as well as, as, as our game on Saturday. Um, I think we're probably going to wrap it up here soon. Um, so, you know, just uh, remember to uh, follow us on Twitter at, at @stratfordchat. Chat. Um, trying, to, trying to grow our, our follower base there. So don't be shy if you are listening to this podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, Chris, uh, do you have any, any final thoughts before uh, we sign out here?
0: Yeah. uh, Please join me on Twitter. Um, The follow count is getting really
1: lonely for me. So yeah, we have, we have one follower and it's, it's Chris. I don't even follow the account. Not even max. (laughs) I don't even, (laughs) I don't even follow it. So it's, it's pretty grim over there. Yeah. Um, Hey, we all start somewhere. Exactly. But yeah. yeah, So with that being said, I mean, uh, we're probably going to catch you guys back here on, on Sunday to uh, talk about the United West Ham game. Oh, should we just get Predictions for the West Ham game? Just give me a quick prediction. I'm going to say 2 0, Man United. 2 0? I'll go 3 0. 3 0? 3 0. I yeah. like that. I like that. Nice a clean win. 3 0. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so with it's not the- happening. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not happening. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So yeah. uh, with that being said, I think that's going to do it for us here at uh, Stratford and Chat. Uh, my name is Max.
0: And I'm Chris. uh See you all on Sunday.
1: Cheers, guys.